You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the thing about the chilies at the Temple of Zeus is that it really makes me want to have somebody take the the Goya painting, Cronus devouring his son, mm-hmm. and make put Cronus's... like southwestern egg rolls. No, I, you're you're along. You're getting there. I want okay. I want somebody to animate like a, a Billy Big Mouth Bass style singing of Cronus, but I want him to sing the baby back ribs. Because I think it's very funny if he's literally eating a baby and seeing that. Who has wanted their babies back more often than the gods of the Greek and Roman pantheon? Right, the Titan Saturn. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all wanted Man. to eat our children so I that they wouldn't destroy us one day. I ribs back. That's right. I want my baby's ribs, baby's ribs, baby's ribs, baby's ribs, baby's ribs. Truly, baby's ribs back. Baby's back. Get your baby's ribs back. <laughs> Killed by a god. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun here. Yeah, I do like, by the way, that that the Greeks were just into uh, satellite farms. They were just into satellite camps, right? We're recruiting over here, recruiting over there. It's going to drop a Temple of Zeus here. It's like if the Greeks were Texas, they just put a Whataburger there. Yeah, you know, we put one next to the Library of Alexandria for convenience. But they were into satellite camps, is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, I'm thrilled that they had the concept thousands and thousands of years. There's nothing new under the sun. They were recruiting all over the place, wherever there was talent, really. I don't really know what the Greeks were recruiting for talent wise. They were I like, I have an idea, but it comes from pottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the Greek pantheon, it's, it's kind of like the Georgia coaching staff, where it's like, God damn, they got another assistant. How many, how In many possible ways, assistants? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. They did. Maybe they were just like, okay, put a toga on him. Damn, that guy looks good in a toga. Sign him. 
Sign him. Can we see him? Can we see him row in a galley? Kirby in a toga is downright bacchanalian, which might be the nicest thing I've ever thought about him. Kirby, Kirby in a toga seems to me to be a very insecure moment for everyone involved. Kirby not feeling particularly comfortable in said toga. Why? Every, he's very blocky, and I gotta no, be like, honest, it's is, very hard. But that's that's the look. This is what peak. This is what Greek male performance looks like. As a Minecraft, <laughs> you may not like it. As a Minecraft shaped man, as a Minecraft myself, American, yeah, as a Minecraft American, I gotta say the toga is a hard hang in several different ways. There's a picture of you in a toga, isn't there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was when your kids lost your trident. Yeah, it was a dirt bag beside, and then my kids lost my trident. Yeah. Greek god laid low by his offspring. Real original. Yeah, and I think I had a guy on the internet, by the way, and I think Ryan knows who I'm talking about, who saw that picture and said, yeah, you have fun while other people are not. Like, that was... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I didn't know still had Twitter. Love the internet. Hit him with the welcome. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. We had to give you a Texas-sized yeehaw for today because we're covering the Big 12. And you said, hey, does Texas... Does Texas still belong in the Big 12? And I'm like, yes, for a moment, they do. And they are, in fact, the most Texas conference. And we're going to be covering exactly why that is still relevant, even with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the conference. Joining me this week, Jason Kirk will be out. Uh, So uh, we have Ryan. Let's say he's out on assignment. He's out on assignment. He's on assignment at Epcot, Canada. Yeah, he's, he's going around the world. Oh, no, he's gone from Epcot, Canada. He's in Epcot, Morocco this week. Epcot, Morocco. Yeah. Morocco. Um, he is out, so we have uh, the usual crew, Ryan Nanny, joining us from Music City, Tennessee. How how is it, Ryan? Um, I have have you had a biscuit today? Oh I have not. God, I have not nice. had a biscuit today, and therefore I am a bad Nashvilleian. I have a. Um, Did you get over to Meredith's? I have yeah. a cultural question. Yes, and it's a sensitive one. And I want to. I want to preface by saying that I am a. Uh, liberal coastal elite piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why uh, I don't have the proper context to answer this question. I And it's about guns. Specifically, it's about the classic bumper sticker, keep honking, I'm reloading. Okay, let's go. Okay. What is the proper reading of this bumper sticker is it the person who's driving can't shoot for shit okay is is it that yeah yeah because if they've because if first of all it implies that they've already emptied the clip yes which to me either they emptied the clip into the floor or (laughs) they have missed you with every shot already to the point where you didn't even hear passing gunfire correct okay okay Because because yeah. I guess the darker version of this is keep honking. I'm reloading because I've already killed several other motorists. Oh, now there's but, that. But this also implies, by the way, that it just happened. That mm, it's fresh. Sure. Right. 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 Yeah. And if you have to mm, if you can't drive with your knees at speed 
while reloading what I guess I'm assuming has to be a shotgun. I'm not really sure what you're doing trying to commit. Man, is it vehicular homicide if you commit it from a moving vehicle, or do you have to use the? Ryan, I think you have. To, I think you have to use the car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you have, have to use, use the car. car. Now, if you, you can't, if you can't maintain speed and lane position while re- go back to intramurals, babe. Now this does raise the question: Can you use that big magnet that you see in like Gone in sixty seconds and similar films? Can you drop a car on somebody with that? Is that vehicular? Ma- Oh, use a car. This returns to the classic perfect murder posited by George Carlin, where you take a person by the ankles and beat another person to death with them, <laughs> leaving no weapon. Sure. I think I would rather have a, I think I would, I guess, rather fear a keep honking. I have several ninja stars. That would be the bumper oh, sticker. Man, that, that comes standard on the new Tennessee license plate. <laughs> I just assume. <laughs> Um, can I tell you, I've only done this once, like pulled up next to this other person and just honked at them repeatedly while staring at them. (laughs) Because even I realize it doesn't feel like a card you can play every time you see it. Sure, sure. But I gotta tell you, I cannot recommend enough honking at these people and just waving. (laughs) And then like, maybe like brandishing your gun at them, be like, I'm ready. You know, there's, there's really... It's always a bad idea to shoot someone from a moving car. I no, think we want to. What? It is. It's just a bad idea. You want to keep the car stationary so your aim can be better. Right. No, um, it's a bad idea. But I thought there's one form of it that should be totally legal. Fatherhood has really changed you. If you can, with an unloaded musket, mm-hmm. load it, aim it, fire it, and shoot somebody, that should be legal. Right? From a because car that, or from a, from a moving anywhere? car? It Does has it to, be to be moving above musket? 35 okay. miles an hour. Okay. You got to be moving. But if you can, while driving, fully load a musket. Yeah. Right? Pack like it. tamping the gun. Tamp it down. Right. Pack it. Right? Like it, a pirate's the, cannon. cannon. Like a blunderbuss. Yes. Like yes. a musket-ass musket. Like a musket, okay. like a like a last of the Bohicans yes. chingachgook Buckle on musket. your hat. Yep. Yes. Buckle on your hat. Right? <laughs> I will fight you. Right? Like that's, <laughs> if you can do that. I think that should be totally legal because if you're mad enough to load a musket while driving mm-hmm. to shoot somebody, the other person deserved it. I'm just going to say that's a legal <laughs> standard. Okay. I mean, if we're taking this to the logical end point, Indians should probably be able to kill anyone they like. That's again, there are certain legal principles I support. Yeah. Backsies, I think. is. <laughs> If you were, if you came on the Mayflower, I think you should be allowed to be hunted. So, so that's really just. Uh, I'm just gonna say that you're fair game. You got everything. Congratulations. Now we flip the tables with the most dangerous and entertaining game of all. So now it's keep honking. I've traveled across hundreds of years of time, and I'm terrified of everything. And I will shoot you with my musket. <laughs> That's a good bumper sticker. If you, I don't if, think, okay, I'm, I hate speaking for Spencer, but I don't think he meant you had to come straight from the Mayflower to I-40. That's how I read it. That's how I read it. If time travel existed and I looked over in fucking traffic and crazy horses lining up a gun at me, I'm just fist pumping. I'm, like, I'm like, this is fair. so awesome. This you is exactly how fair. I wanted to die. Fair. fair. Like, I listen, I, I had a grandparent who was a first generation. Uh, I, I have... A, a grandparent who was an immigrant. I have another grandparent who whose ancestors fought in the American Revolution. 
between the two of them, I assume all kinds of horrible people are arrayed up and down the colony. So you know what? Also, scoreboard. Also, your your obit would be like he was shot by a crazy horse on two eighty five mm-hmm. when he went to go get barbecue. It was and I'm like, awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Awesome. It, My kids would be like, we'll miss him, but that was metal as fuck. Imagine taking a Puritan to a Knicks game. Being like, see, all your hard work, all your dangerous <laughs> travails across the sea made this 37-win season possible for right. the New York Knicks. Well, speaking of which, I'm asking genuinely how this has never happened, I don't yeah. think, during the course of the show. So I'm really not sure how we're supposed to proceed. How are we... How are you a Mets fan feeling right now? I don't pay attention to the Mets anymore. I did. Oh, okay. That that's was... probably that's probably why oh, this that's happened. A good thing, yeah. Like the second you look away, they move like the Babadook, only they move up the rankings. Yeah, that was the okay. I so That's not the Babadook. The I Mets that's something else. The Mets had never thrown a no hitter in franchise history. The day I left my law job. The, uh, I think Johan Santana threw the first one in Mets history, and I was like, "This is a good time to cut several, to cut loose in several ways." Okay. So I'm not, despite what Stephen Godfrey will tell you, I'm not a Mets fan, and I'm not a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and it kills him because he wants to be mad at me for something other than the way that I am. But just be mad about that. The There's so much there that, kill, that appear to kill Godfrey. You'd think he'd die. He's dead inside. Yeah, yeah that's true. What a handsome husk. We should all be so lucky to leave <laughs> such a handsome shell behind. <laughs> Um, every year, for some reason, I'm asked to contribute to uh, why the Falcons suck that Drew McGarry writes. Mm-hmm. And this year, I was just like out of shit because I'm like, I can't say anything. You and Drew have that in common. I can't. Yeah, I can't say anything about the Falcons that hasn't already been said is completely factual and makes me sad enough that the words start freezing. They turn to ash in my mouth. And I'm not even a Falcons fan. It's not worth it. Spencer, before we get into the big 12 and it's Texasness. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, were you the voter who gave Vanderbilt its first place vote in the preseason sec East poll? I wish I could say yes. We however, weren't there. We didn't however, vote. Ryan one, I had a TV credential, not a media credential. Mm, okay. Two, okay. So two, um, I wasn't there. So a lot of people have asked if a full cast person was uh, responsible for this. We did not cast votes this year. If yeah. you are the the brave and I, I'm not kidding. I think this is the best way to use your preseason media ballot. Yeah, the way Spurrier used to do it. Yeah. It's completely pointless. Why not? Why? If you're right, you're going to look fucking amazing. Mm. So if you are that person, please reach out. Would love we wanna, to talk. We, we want to know. Three people who voted for South Carolina. I want to party with all of you. Love the energy. But only you should you should only party for one day with them. Day two is where it turns. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I am I'm beyond pleased by the person who did that. I wish it had been me. It's a real accomplishment. Also, congratulations for properly understanding the assignment. This means nothing and you're gonna be wrong. Shoot for the moon. Bill Super Bowl. Make that bet on February first. I mean, that's not that crazy at this point, but yeah. See, I know. See, that's because somebody I, I'm one of those people who believes that if you think a thing is a monster long enough, it will become a monster. If you just sit there and look, okay, that and is go, the Babadook. That, yeah. If you just look for long enough and go, you know, I think it's going to happen. It, it, it will. OK, especially if it's bad. I just lean that way. The universe is like, well, that's easier. I can make it bad. Bad's pretty easy. We could do that in a couple of weeks. Now, Panthers Super Bowl. Now we're really. <laughs> 
<laughs> the face Holly just made. <laughs> That has a weird mouthfeel. <laughs> that thought has a viscous, a viscosity to it that I find upsetting. Mm, how is umami also sweet? Mm. That's the other thing I'd tell the pilgrims. I'd be like, hey, thank you again for, for your puritanical, fighting for your puritanical beliefs. Here in America, you can bet on the Panthers to win the Super Bowl. You can do that. You can spend money on that. It's free. And even they would go, that sounds bad. We still I do not women. know these Carolina Panthers, so whether they're different than your average <laughs> Panthers, but the combination to me sounds vaguely appalling. Oh, don't worry. They're very sick. They're very, very <laughs> sick. <laughs> Be like, who? how did they start? You were like, a man opened many Hardys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain this Hardys to me. If you explain the Hardys to the Puritans, man. Mind blown. It would be like, a steak, you say? Yes. Country fried? Mm-hmm. Served to a wagon? A covered wagon in a matter of minutes? Behold, this statue of this assless man. <laughs> Just what has like happened to board. his buttocks? Like a board. Where is, now, I know they took the statue what down, they but do they won't. With it? I, they haven't said, but like, mm. you guys would take it, right? You got a good piece of property now. Sure. You put it in the woods like some sort of haunted. I want to put it in the woods so that when people find it, they're like, take up any room. "Who worshipped this?" <laughs> we should. I should put him like bestriding the creek at the bottom of the yard. Yeah. What tiny man? What tiny man ruled people with such dominance? That Patron they built saint this of creek? the assless. Yeah. And the inappropriate at work. How is this an honor to the man who somehow, without having an ass, achieved great heights anyway? Who climbed such peaks despite <laughs> lacking the basic flexor muscles to stride atop these Himalaya? Yes, Jerry Richardson. Seriously, how did that man like sit in boardrooms? There's just nothing between Uncomfortably. his hip bones. And <laughs> They're like, get a pillow for Jerry. How do you how do you start Hardee's and never develop an ass? How is it possible? Not one biscuit. Not one biscuit. <laughs> this was the man who That's truly did not so get mean. high on his own supply. Never ate a single shred of Hardee's. That is not the ass of a man who passed up a country fried steak biscuit. This is a good Big 12 preview. This is an amazing Big 12 preview. We're not even, by the way, like, speaking speaking of fantastic deals. All okay, right. Let's, let's ease into the Big 12 by talking about, Ryan, would you accept the discussion of a University of Oklahoma alumnus? <sighs> yes. Yes, if I he, would. If he played football. Yes, I would. Okay. Okay. If he played football at two Big 12 schools. I was going to say, not Blake Griffin. We can't talk about Blake Griffin. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Born gamer. Kyler Hero Murray. of nominative determinism, because if this ain't Kyler... When we say he's a gamer, we mean it on several different levels. I never really thought of Jeff Bowden as having a spiritual scion. Mm-hmm. But he's, by God, here he is. And he's actually good at football. So Kyler Murray signed his $230.5 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Kyler Murray, if you're not familiar with watching him in the pros, it's just as funny as it was in college, maybe even funnier, because he really does look like he has cartoon bongo noises playing every time he starts to scramble with his little feet going. It's great. It's important to hear. I always hear the like, you're running out of time in Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. He is forever sub 100 seconds on Mario Kart. That mm -hmm. is what he looks like he's moving. So he signed this deal, and there is, in the middle of all of these subclauses, 
a particularly interesting one, okay, under section three. I'll read it mostly in full. Section one, player shall complete at least four hours of independent study as defined below each week, excluding any bye week during each playing season as defined below during term of contract. Independent study. First of all, can we talk about how his agent got him out of having to watch film on a bye week? <laughs> Gamers rights! <laughs> Gamers rights! Wow. That bye week? Gonna be hit in Call of Duty so fucking hard. Um, why is this funny, by the way, when it comes to Kyler Murray? Because Kyler Murray is a self-identified gamer who, as he said, during the pandemic, and who was this true of? Like, this was just true about everybody, right? If you bring in Animal Crossing, this is true of all of us. Right. So that, 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 you know, he is one of those people who has not been shy about showing off uh, his skills as a video gamer. Um, appears on twitch sometimes goes on shows of youtubers who are also gamers and really uh, for a while kyla murray putting up serious hours in Fortnite, showing up online a lot evidently not really hiding it which you know to me that's a development as a sports professional you need to go ahead follow the kd example get them burners popping okay if it's you you don't have to tell people Anyway, so a man who is extremely fond of gaming and always has been and is part of the FaZe Clan, all right, the gaming organization. He is a full member. It should be said, dude likes to ball. Anyway, independent study means player studies the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game. Including without limitation. You can hear the gritted teeth as they <laughs> type <this> <laughs> Including without limitation any such material provided via an iPad or other electronic device. Time spent in mandatory meetings shall not constitute independent study. <laughs> can you just hear like every that single he's little, had every one every of these arguments single one before? Of these? Yeah. Um, but Dad, I'll skip down a little bit. For avoidance of doubt, for the avoidance of doubt, players shall not receive any credit for independent study during which any material is displayed or played on an iPad or other electronic device if <clears throat> player is not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played or player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention. For example, they gave him an IEP. For example, they gave, they <laughs> gave our IEP. beautiful they gave our beautiful son an IEP. For example, watching television, <sighs> playing video games, or browsing the internet while such material is displayed or played. They outlawed second screening. <laughs> they eliminated the Kyler Murray second Kyler Murray screen is experience. Too online. He is too on. This is our first quarterback who is genuinely too online. Contractually too online. I don't mean the poisonous kind of online where Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what? Reality tells me one thing, but I opened up a shiny screen and it told me to eat like pounds of butter to feel better. Yeah, that's that is different. This man is truly online. This man, first of all, has his gamers' rights violated. I think, by the insistence on four hours of non-Madden work. What got him this far what to do the you NFL? Think, what do you think that number started at? 
Oh, oh 12. The start of negotiations. 12. Yeah. Minimum. That's great. That's great work 20. by that agent to get it 20? to 20? Yeah, it could have been yeah. 20, right? They're like, yeah, you need 20 hours of film study with nothing else distracting you. I'm like, what do you think Kyler Murray is for? <laughs> also, how mad is Cliff? He's like, I'm supposed to be the youthful one. <laughs> yes. You're making me the unfun parent. I'm the cool dad. Don't make me. At, at every point. You could hear Kyler Murray prompting his agent going, okay, man, so you can get me this like on a digital, like I can just watch some YouTube video. No. All right, so I can just put it on. I, no. So I can pick this, right? Like I can just go on like this cool YouTube channel. No, we will send it to you. You will have to consume it. I think they it. have like key loggers installed on his laptops and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Absolutely. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to send him a fucking duo tang is what they're going to send him with like a little seal, right? Like he's going to get a folder. And then his agent has to lock him in a Faraday cage for four hours. He's like, you can't come out. <laughs> Hand me your phone. And Kyler's like, ah! Did Kyler get that? To your earlier report, did Kyler get this far by not playing Madden seven that's, hours a day? That's what I'm, do you know how hard it is to be successful as a quarterback in high school, college, and now so the hard NFL? If his stats fall off this year. If his, yeah, if it's it like won't be his fault. Three TDs, 28 interceptions. Like, he does not understand the universe. I lost the rhythm. He's just like, he's walking in through exit doors, right? He's putting laundry in the dishwasher. He's just like, nothing's right. I, I think it's also possible they have misidentified what, if any, problem there was. And it's not, Kyler's not studying enough. And it's like, Oh, there's a stretch of the season where Kyler doesn't sleep and he eats terribly. He just is just eating like a gamer and, and sleeping two hours a night. What about the part where he plays for the Cardinals? Have we explored that? Have we? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this gets me to my next point. I'm just asking questions. You know Rose who City. wasn't a gamer? Kurt Warner. That's who. Late career Kurt Warner. Yeah, you know who wasn't a gamer and isn't a gamer and probably devotes every single hour of every single waking day Matt to football? Matt <laughs> That worse, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins shows up like a trained dog. They're like, "Hey, what do you want in thirty hours? I'll do thirty hours of work, like uh, like on lineotype. Like I'll do what? Do you want me to sit there and just do it? Like, give me the microfiche, coach. Let's go. Overhead projector. Right, I'll sit there. I'll sit there and checkers it out with you with little pieces. We can war game this. He shows up. They're like, Jesus Christ. He showed up with a book report on the Hindenburg. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> Hindenburg was about teamwork not working. <laughs> Hydrogen went off script. My question is, who leaked this? Great question. Because and, and who leaked this and why? Okay. Who okay th- because this is as far as I got because what's the what's the first question that you need to ask when running down one of these who benefits from this situation I can't figure out who benefits from this situation. I I my this is my initial read it may be completely wrong this is a way for the card cuz the reaction to this signing was not oh yeah that makes a ton of sense I think there was mostly like is Kyler Murray worth this much money which Probably he is at this like within two years, this is not even going to look like a crazy contract, but that was the so it felt like a hedge for the Cardinals to signal to at least a portion of their cranky fan base like, hey, we built a pretty sweet out clause. Don't worry if he games too hard. He's out of here. No, that money's guaranteed. 
No, because not all. I think I think a, a hundred twenty million around that. Is yeah, crazy. yeah. Oh, is there that is all? Okay. yes, yes. Because the last, My the mistake. last, the last part of this, which Spencer didn't read, if that he if he breaches the independent study addendum, ah. he he is deemed in default, and he can contract. forfeit up to a hundred million right per so, Andrew Brandt. So this feels like they're telling cranky fans like, hey. He's going to be a serious football guy or he's going to hit the bricks. This is my Arizona accent and it's flawless. It's beautiful. So who leaks this to reporters? It's either agents or GMs. This is G- unflattering uh, yes. to the client, so it's not the agent's leak. Right, I'm just right, guessing. Unless right. there's some 3D chess I'm not seeing here sure. where the agent would leak <laughs> this, Unless right? Unless the agent is like taking on new clients and he's like, hey, young guys. Four hours. Yeah. I got him Yes. yes. <laughs> That's right. Let me remind you, Kenny Stabler used to study the playbook at a bar <laughs> while is, drinking. At eight, ten years ago, this is how you and I met our current agent because he had it written into one of our friend's contracts that he never had to go to Bristol. That is correct. That is correct. So who is who is leaking this? It's probably management. I need you both. I'm, all right. I'm just going to paste in a picture of what Arizona Cardinals GM looks like, and you don't have to know anything about him. Okay. Name, I background. Think, I think I can picture this man, and I feel like he's Robotnik-ish. Oh, I, I'm ready. You ready? Okay, I'm gonna, he looks uh, like jerky that's been reconstituted. I'm gonna. I'm putting it in. I'm putting it in the chat. Deploy. Okay, I'm gonna deploy. I need to hear your reactions to when you see what Steve Keem looks like. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Click ah, yeah. I knew. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, his, I okay. needed to show real dedication to football. <laughs> his for how far out does the how much further out does the lower half of his face stick from the upper half? Four inches. Four inches. Yes. That's like this. that's like a he's got his like head a, is shaped like a football helmet. Mm-hmm. Gotta be the a football. face yeah. comes out farther than the forehead does. The literal he's got one of those guy. like upstairs bedroom terraces mm-hmm. of a face. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. This is a dude, by the way, who uh, has been criticized by, among other people, Patrick Peterson for sucking at his job. Just going to say Patrick Peterson probably knows what he's talking about. Additionally, uh, this is a dude who is a GM in the NFL who will take every opportunity to remind you that who's the show really about? Management. Management. Not talent. Yeah, four hours. Suck it, buddy. I will say this. You know, yak. You know who wouldn't have given a shit if Kyler Murray spent all his time playing video games? The Oakland Athletics. The Athletics no, wouldn't have given right. a single. Fu- they would have been like, "You can play it on the on the in the dugout if you want." We don't fucking <laughs> this care. This is baseball. It's baseball. <laughs> it's baseball, and we don't care about it. If if slime mold could hold a bat and hit three thirty, we'd sign it. As Brains long as it'll take league minimum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As long as you're willing to make $7 a week in the minors before we do that, that's I think, fine. I think the problem the athletics would have been is like, oh, we don't have internet at, at the facility. Sorry about that. You're they really might to... not at Oakland. We have, a, la- we have a LAN. You want to do a LAN party? That's all we got. Yeah. Oh, sick. That's retro. Yeah. <laughs> also, has Steve Keem had a DUI recently? Yes. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Look at that face. That is the face man who's <laughs> like, officer, oh, I only had one beer. One beer is 35000 beers yeah um this is definitely somebody leaking. be like yeah we're committed we're gonna make him a football guy don't mess with what's working that man's been gaming 70 hours a week and he's awesome i will say this though there's a piece of data uh from rose city peach on twitter that shows kyler murray's fantasy points for each game of his career and it scatter plots them 
with a line demarcating where in the season Call of Duty is released, and um, <clears throat> the trend is downward significantly. Now, this has also been the case for every Cliff Kingsbury team ever at every level. So that's the other. Attack. That's the other person who might have leaked this is Cliff. He's gonna be like, Cliff. I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, uh -uh. We, I need a smokescreen. No. That smokescreen <laughs> needs to come Oof. from PlayStation Network, bitch. <laughs> What you know what though? If they really did, Cardinals, you are so dumb. You put this in a contract, you're run by a dumb guy, like Steve Keem is the dumb guy, like official capital D, capital G dumb guy. You're run by a dumb guy and you put this in there and you're like, Yeah, we're making theater, we're gonna embarrass him into being a football guy. Here's what you should have done, you fucking moron. Call the foot clan. What you minor should have done. <laughs> okay, you should have gone full Nathan Fielder with this and manipulated his reality. What you mm -hmm. should have done was made sure that there's a chip or some line of code in his PlayStation and on every single gaming platform he plays. That little line of code, the chip, however you do it, okay, is a divert to a custom room that is stacked with nothing but the most powerful Korean gamers on the planet, okay? <laughs> and all of them, all of them will use weapons and techniques that Kyler fucking hates, which you will yeah. know from a personality profile that someone covertly runs on him as a gamer. You talk to those people, you find out, hey, listen, Akkad, he absolutely hates campers. So you create a set that's nothing, okay? A level that's nothing but campers. Just create gaming hell. Drive the joy out of it for him. That's what you should have done. I have a different and more parenting-based way to achieve that. So, So telling your kid, like, you know, you can only have X hours of this or that. Kids have no sense of time. Time is always negotiable. I think what they should have said is like, Kyler, you're free to play video games whenever you want. However, they can only be like Mavis Beacon teaches typing, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Superman N64. Just pick all the shittiest games and be like, those are the games you can play. No disrespect to Mavis Beacon teaches typing, which is way better than Superman N64. Like, I think that would have been the way to go. Is just be like, yeah, man, play play all of the uh, terrible uh, Spider-Man games that you want. Yeah, man. That's it. Just that and Bible's adventure, Bible Adventures in the <laughs> NES. You could have done this the smart way, Cardinals, but instead, yep. no, you got the dude who looks like a moron in every single anime show involving a moron, Steve Keem, right? They're like, oh, here comes Muichi-san. He's a moron. No, she will sign him. No, he's got to study his notes for four hours a week. Four hours a week. That's what you were able to get. Great victory. Phenomenal my, success. My hope is that Kyler Murray sticks to this contract to the letter through through all of it signs a either somewhere else or a new deal with the Cardinals for even more money at the end of it that doesn't have a video game clause and then goes even harder into gaming culture like demands to sit in a gamer seat on the sideline and game and game while the defense is on the field yeah better yet you know what you could do seriously just just create a situation where Kyler Murray wants to have kids that's it I guarantee you his video game hours are going to plummet by like 80 <laughs> percent easy right like hey man you, you've been you've been like you know playing a lot of like you know elden ring oh man i don't have time like this kid's just shitting all over the place never sleeps all i have time for wait on it wait on it is football are you suggesting that the arizona cardinals baby trap their starting quarterback i just did all of my ideas are better than this are you suggesting that the arizona cardinals have never done that to a starting quarterback fair point you know, they probably tried it with Josh Rosen and it just broke his heart, right? Like, just everything oh. bad happens to Josh Rosen. Listen, he's still in the league somehow, some way. 
still yeah, well, in the league. He's going to be that guy who at like 33 for the Bucks has the season of his life, right? <laughs> like Josh Rosen lived long enough and finally it's like, I have three poor bowl wide receivers, an amazing offensive line and a brilliant play caller. Or is he taking a meandering path to what we always want for our favorite college quarterbacks, the Jim Sorge route? Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say tennis pro. One Ooh, really can you have either? Can you do the Matt Castle thing where it's like one really good year and then he signs a huge deal that he never even has to play on? Yeah, that's what I want. I love our Big Twelve preview. Um, I, I did have one other note I wanted to before we got into the Big Twelve preview. Actually, two other notes. I'm sorry. We're one, doing a reverse Felder. Going to listen to some voicemails and then we'll get out of here. I'm totally pulling a Mike Felder here. Another note, Scott Frost at uh, at Big Ten Media Days. I need you to just take this entire quote and just put it right in my fucking neck. No, this goes with the Big Twelve preview. It does. We were Scott Frost today. We were in every game last year with a chance to win. That is absolutely true because there is a 15 minutes on the clock and zero points for either side at the start of every game. That is true. That is true. With math like that, Nebraska will be back in the AAU in no time. Every now and then, I think I'm ready for I'm not ready for football to come back. And then Scott Frost says we were in every game in a year where they won four games, and I'm like, oh. he's not wrong though. He's not. No, he's, he's not. not. Remember, not they're the best four win team in America. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I think Nebraska is going to be good this year, and it's going to really fuck up a lot of people. And by good, by good, I mean eight eight wins. I do think it will be very funny if they beat Oklahoma. Like, I think that would maybe be the funniest result that could happen. Nebraska, by the way, if they do manage to get to the end of their schedule and they are teetering (laughs) on the verge of bowl eligibility, Mm -hmm. that last game is against who? That is correct. It's always, yeah. Yeah, it is Iowa. It is Iowa. In Iowa news to this point, and man, in, in, in news that I can use and absolutely love from Big Ten Media Days. From Dustin Doperak on Twitter, uh, the Indiana Athletics beat writer for the Bloomington Herald Times. Bold boot by the guy who just asked Kirk Ferentz if the reason his son's pay raise was smaller than everyone else's on staff was because of poor performance by the offense. Don't know if I have an opinion on that other than, damn. (laughs) So if you were waiting for the Baki storyline where Brian Ferentz finally beats up his dad, Nope. Got his allowance cut. Not happening. Yes. Yes. Not happening. He is not. He will never bone. He will never do it because he's evidently not done it yet because he's not going to beat his dad in combat. He could be Pope, though. He could be Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast business. Podcast business. What's a business? Podcast business. It's a business with a bass recorder. That was lovely. Thank you. Uh, podcast business. Um, as always, we encourage you to subscribe to Holly Nice Newsletter uh, Channel Six. Two things a week for ten dollars a month is the solemn promise we have in the archives right now for your consumption. The every game SEC preview, where yes, we previewed every single game that the SEC will play. You can hop right on these internets and watch that. Whatever else we cook up this week, ten dollars a month for two things a week channel six it's currently on fire also uh we do have a dnf coming up uh for you f1 people jessica smetana and i will be doing the hungarian grand prix this weekend uh just after the nine o'clock start 
uh, right before the summer break. It'll be your last chance to enjoy a live DNF for a while. So tune in. I, you know, Doug, it's usually 1130-ish. It's when we managed to kick this thing off because, you know, F1 races, they're tidy. About two hours. Very European. Like, two hours. And then we are done. Can I, um, can I ask a quick F1 question? Yes. So I, despite everybody's enthusiasm for it, I have... I have not tried to get into F1 at all. It's not like I tried it and it wasn't for me. It just, I have nothing to offer in this department. Yeah. Why is every, every, every time an F1 race is on and I go to Twitter, everyone's dunking on Ferrari and mad on Ferrari. And can you mm-hmm. briefly explain to me why this is maybe in college football, whatever is easiest for me. This week is a special example of that. It really is because um, I think the closest football comparison is, a coach who has no idea how to use timeouts or mm-hmm. manage the game whatsoever. Less miles, gotcha. Correct. That like a very less miles approach in that you have the greatest possible talent at every point of attack, and the person holding the reins is asleep or looking it's at their to phone. Eat them. <laughs> they're still playing bejeweled on their phone. That's where they're at, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. very much that person. Um, in a single minute and a half to two minutes of the race, they had their leader who had a comfortable lead with really very little gain overall that they probably could have finished one two crash out due to a throttle issue. Okay, just crash out. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Maybe a gust of wind sort of unsettled him, but otherwise, boom, right into the fence despite running first. So lost a... So- a- was in first place and ran into the wall. If if you right. were if you're watching this race and didn't know what you're looking at, so you're me. This is a guy who was in first place who just drove into the wall. <laughs> ah, but every every but every drive but every single race team has two cars. You say, yeah. Well, where was the other one? Was it in competition? Yeah, it was Carlos Sainz who had a real shot at a podium. Who who I believe was running third at the time, and if he had been properly managed, maybe Carlos Sainz could have finished third, crept up kept Ferrari in the points, really kept them competitive. What happened instead? He was called in and had a disastrous pit stop that managed to cost him a spot. You ask him, oh, hey, has that happened before? Yes, when Charles Leclerc was called into the pits in a previous race with the following call. Yes, box, 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 which means come in, come into the box, right? Like Mm -hmm. box, box, box. And then just as he was pulling in, the pit crew yelled, no, stay out. And Charles Leclerc said over the radio, you fool! (laughs) It's also really great to hear them say things like this because it always sounds like when they're communicating among themselves, you know, there there are second, third, fourth languages in play there. So the cusses that do get transmitted from one to the other are always of like some have have like a little bit of a baroque quality to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like what if you could watch 2014 LSU but you could hear everything that was the coaches were saying on the headsets to one everything. Another. A little bit. Okay. A little cool. bit. Yeah, it's cool. just oh it's actually more like if you could hear what the quarterbacks were saying, right? Well, I mean there was an amazing primal scream on the Charles Char- 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 can you pull that up and play it for ryan i will pull it up and play it this happened on television you just need to know that like when we're talking about management like screwing things up because they think they're the story i honestly don't know if ferrari understands what a race is like i don't like i think they're the kind of you know if they were a chef they would be i made you a hamburger 
and there you look down and go, yes, this is a single this patio. This is a this crescent is wrench. How yeah, did this you is do a crescent this? Wrench. Like, like, yeah, like not even close to, not even close in to the what, ballpark. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not even the ballpark, man. Okay, it's just so far off. So that's when everybody's talking about Ferrari. It's because. They have been on this long arc of rebuilding the team and becoming competitive, which an F1 takes like it's a lot like college football in that you need three to four years to really turn around a program. Correct. Mm-hmm. You need you, you got to stop. And, and I take it there at the point where this should be the turnaround they, should be happening. now. Buddy, we're year three. Right. Like that's okay. that's where we're at in college football. But we're at year three. They got a they got a QB. They got a good line. They have two good coordinators. But alongside, simultaneously with all that, is their relentless dedication to fucking themselves. Sure. Yeah. Like, strategically. Like, not I'm just not bad sure. luck. They've had that. And again, I'm not, I wouldn't even call myself a racing fan. I love Terry Bodas. I will occasionally walk through the room where a race is on and I enjoy the little noises. I think the Ferrari memes, if anything, are underselling. Really? Yeah. Oh, especially with this amount of money on the line. That, right. But given the stakes involved, I'm not sure that it is possible with gifts to oversell what they are doing. Incinerating cash with every mistake. <laughs> That's very but Italian in a it way. Is it very, is. It is. It in many <laughs> it's ways, so great. In many ways, I feel like this only strengthens the Ferrari mystique because they're like, there are more important things than winning, like smoking. I really hope it's revealed that this is all some sort of gambling thing. In, and like, that's, that's a great point that you bring up also. It's happening to a Western European team. Yeah. So we can do all the jokes. Sure. All of them. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, this is the Leclerc screen, if you have not This heard. is a driver into his headset mic. Yes. Mid, Mid-race. Yeah. Okay. By the way, yeah. this has been prefaced by the kind of heavy, enraged breathing I do when the dog won't move on the leash. Right? Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you okay? I can't get No! Yeah, yeah. That was that was the point where Doug said he's become the Joker. That's like, like that's, you can hear him become the you can hear yeah. him become the Joker in real time. This is this is that is the scream of every movie villain who learns that the money has been taken or that they've been duped by the cops and some trick. Yeah, there's there's a random dead man in an in an ice machine somewhere in Provence mm-hmm. that Charles mm-hmm. Leclerc killed to make himself feel cool. alive after this race. Ryan, can I say something about your consumption habits here also? Yeah. You know, we've we've known each other for for a very long time and uh your your life is a busy one right now and as someone who is maybe a half notch above you on the rung of F1 awareness, I will say that one of the benefits to this sport, again, for me is I think you're in exactly, you're at exactly the right level of intake because even, even just titrating a little bit of this Italian misery into my veins, you know, via just osmotically via being around Spencer and hearing him talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. Like, like you don't have to, you don't have to work really hard to consume these people because there are they are they are almost all like walking stereotypes of some sort thank you ferrari for proving this point so thoroughly and i i think you're at the exact right level for your life stage and and uh and free time levels 
to just appreciate this F1 stuff as it floats across your timeline. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm sitting at a restaurant next to a table that is having a fight that is too loud and way too public. And yeah. I'm not involved in it, but I am I am very much like, oh, something's happening. Here. That's perfect. I would think, by the way, like as a theory, and then we can get back to any further podcast business we have, but as a theory, the idea of osmotically soaking up all of the background you need to enjoy a sport is it's super great. important. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fight it. Like, don't fight it. Just sort of let it run in the back. And if there's a hook, you'll have this nice float that you can already sort of, like, coast into the sport on. That's well, kind I'm of not, what college football is. I'm not dissing did. F1. I'm just congratulating Ryan for having what I think is a very, no, like, a very healthy level of awareness of a sport that's very mimetic right now. Yeah. He's at this level where, like, nothing that happens can possibly... This is, like, a this is a real sweet spot. Nothing that happens in this sport can possibly stress you out. And you can appreciate the, the the best jokes that it has to offer. Yes, thank you, thank you. That is exactly where I want to be. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. Healthy consumption habits are important. That's all I've got for podcast business. I, I have to say that's have, the end of our Big Twelve. I have preview. I have one thing. Oh yes. This is just a thank you to uh, at Terminal Fatigue on Twitter for setting sending us the Wikipedia entry for yes. Potato, and by that I mean P O T O O O O O O O O. Potato, an, an 18th century racehorse named Potato, because <laughs> it's eight O's. It's eight O's. But here's the best part: buried in this. Ah, that's unfortunate with how this is going to go. The most interesting part of this Wikipedia page is not this horse that accidentally became known by Potato. It is this this sentence, these three sentences, sorry. Patu died in November 1800 at the age of 27 and was buried at Hare Park. Some 200 years later, his skeleton was uncovered when a tree blew over. The skeleton is on display at the King's Yard Galleries of the National Horse Racing Museum in Newmarket. Okay. <laughs> what is the decision-making process like when you're like, oh, look, an old horse skeleton. What should we do? Let's put it in the museum now. This was not a. Dis- they did not go and say like, "Oh, that's there's a an small island. It, they don't have a lot of room." Do you think they just wanted the grave room and they, they were like, "Ah, just throw this horse skeleton in the no, museum." No, I mean like, I mean like, I think the the grave probably took less room than the museum display. I'm like, can you guys really afford to throw real estate around like that? I guess I just if if I if a tree blew over in my yard. And a horse skeleton popped up. A very old horse skeleton. I would not think, ah, finally, my Indiana Jones moment has arrived. Ah, Christmas in Wales. That belongs in a museum. It's a horse skeleton, sir. Yeah, you you need to look, though, it's potatoes. That's the best part, right? right. It's It's potatoes. 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 No, potatoes. I insisted that it be called (laughs) potatoes. This is one of my favorite. It has so many good English things, including an aristocrat who is delighted by something extremely stupid and absurd and just rolls with it. Like, aha! Because apparently he was named that because apparently, first of all, the Willoughby Bertie, the fourth Earl of Abingdon, who, who, yes, did die in poverty because he was extremely indebted and foolish with his money. Imagine racehorses and bad money decisions going together. He told him that he was going to call the young colt Potato, which is a fucking stupid name for a horse that I love. <laughs> and then the stable boy wrote Potato. 
and then wrote eight O's after it because this stable boy was evidently like, well, you want to get stupid. Okay, <laughs> we'll get real stupid and wrote eight O's. And instead of going like, oh, he's taking the piss out of me because this is a rotten society and it's going to collapse in a matter of decades. Uh, instead, looked at it and was like, oh, delightful. But two. I also, I also like that, like. Uh, it's sort of like, nope, sorry, once you've named it, it's permanent. You, no take backs. <laughs> no, no straight no take throughs. backs on potato. <laughs> the other thing I like about uh, this Wikipedia page is that it will tell you Patu's pedigree. And some of these horses have like what I would call normal horse names, but mm-hmm. one of them is called Crab. <laughs> okay, yes. First one of, of them the is... names that we use for horse grandparents to begin with. Yeah. One of them is named Squirt. And if you go to Squirt's pedigree, Squirt has relatives named Old Careless, Cream Cheeks, <laughs> and Spanker. <laughs> Tag yourself. Tag yourself like, at home. Like, I am Cream Cheeks, obviously. Like, I know we think that like Britain at this point was like such a society of refinement and class. They were naming their horses fucking Cream Cheeks and Crab. Yeah, I think you should really realize that fucking idiot has been a strong strain <laughs> in this culture for a very long time. <laughs> this, is, this is my horse, Crab. What a fucking Magritte name for a horse that is. Nowadays, we name our horses sensible things like contributing editor Dave Eggers. <laughs> or poor pizza, pizza or the pizza man. Let's start. Let's go back to Nate. Let's. Uh, by the way, old careless sired Spanker. Yes, yes. <laughs> Spanker and, and among other names in here that I thought were fantastic, Miss Slamurkin, uh, Hutton's Blacklegs. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounds like a disease. Yeah, and Sportsman. <laughs> who sportsman. Was the, whose sportsman. mother was? No, no, Sportsman. Who's whose daughter was yeah sports mistress sports mistress <laughs> y'all we thought all the website names were gone there's one left there's one left <laughs> by the way potato or potu went on to fun, went on to sire among other horses waxy never mind that's my favorite one asparagus tyrant tyrant <laughs> How can you have a sport where one where one participant is named Crab and the other one is named Tyrant? <laughs> Those uh, only in an SEC football game. There's somebody named like Crab There's, and Tyrant, right? In, in consecutive years, Patu was the stud to Tyrant and Parasol. Yeah, Snap. Other ones, Snap. Tartar. At one point, you have too many horses because you're just naming them for things that you're looking at. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Lamp. This is my horse lamp. Parasol. <laughs> Parasol. Unless the horse had like a large flat crest at the top of its head that could be used to shield from rain, in which case, congratulations on all your success. We have we really have not overemphasized the indestructible idiot portion of British culture. Right? We need to really hammer that home. No, and we ought to when people hearken back for simpler times. Simpler times. You're like, an idiot naming a horse potato. Potato. <laughs> and then endorsing the 8-0 spelling of it. Chauncey the stable boy diverting the riverbanks of history. <laughs> He's an idiot, and that's what makes him so brilliant.
Yeah, but I mean, it's... he shitposted his way into... That's a Tumblr name. Here's, that's here's... a chalkboard shitpost. Here's the fucked up thing. Strong SEO. Strong, strong <laughs> yeah. SEO for this horse <laughs> that was foaled in 1773. This is the name of an influential Twitter user who later became very problematic around 2015. <laughs> I just, I want you to remember that while America was fighting for independence... There was a horse running around in races named Patu. <laughs> the world has always been full of mysteries. <laughs> it's all humans have always been like this, and I think that's comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. God, imagine if your horse lost to Patu. You'd be so pissed. That kind of is the noise that you make when you spit. That goes really far. <laughs> Think about it. I leveraged the I leveraged the manor. I risked the entire estate to purchase a large hat and go in my finest carriage to watch my horse, Lord Abingdon, lose <laughs> to fucking potato. I lost to the sound Kirby makes when he spits an enemy out at someone. I, I gotta ride home with like zero job skills besides the ability to like read ancient Greek, right? And go back to my mistress and be like, sorry, milady, I don't get my 800 quid a year until November. When do you think the horse realized its name really was Potato? Specific. After it died in horse heaven? Do you think it was like, ah, what a successful life I lived? A distinguished racehorse, an accomplished stud, and uh, Saint Peter the Horse was like, "Yeah, also your name was Patu. Just so you know that." <laughs> she, what the fuck? <laughs> Send me to hell. <laughs> what do you think horse hell is? Send me to hell. <laughs> horse hell? It's probably being a horse. What do you have to do? <laughs> I live in a universe full of predators and loud noises, it's... and I'm wired to be as anxious as possible, and on teeny little skinny legs. Yeah, it's the way of pulling Adventure Island is horse hell. <laughs> <laughs> During a rave, right? <laughs> this sucks. And there's a lot of blowing trash, right? A lot of trash blowing in confetti, like, ah! <laughs> Folks, you may think we have strayed pretty far afield here, but horse hell really is... Kind of on topic with Big Twelve preview. Ah, the Big Twelve. Hey, Ryan, just to um, just to verify for the listeners uh, mm-hmm. who may have missed our antics last week, you were not on last week's uh, no. episode, correct? Correct. You and I have not discussed our preparations for this week, correct? Other than to discuss that uh, Spencer had had done the the show rundown for this week, correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. So neither of us had any way of knowing that the other each brought a story about a different famous taxidermied animal to, uh, sure, to, yeah. to, yeah. to discuss this week. Have any of you heard about Oni the male dog? No. By male dog, I mean postal dog. Right. Okay. Right. By postal dog, I mean a terrier mix. That means dog. Adopted <laughs> as the first unofficial postal mascot by the Albany, New York Post Office in 1888. So the George Tire Biter of this post office. Yes. I am okay. going to copy a picture of the taxidermied body of this oh, dog God. into the chat. I don't... Which is in the motherfucking Smithsonian. Smithsonian's got some weird shit, so... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to let you look at it. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! 
Hold on, let me take a gander. Jesus <laughs> Christ! This dog right. does not look happy to be. No, the dog is like so. the dog's like bury me, let me die. <laughs> so I've seen too much. The Albany male professionals recommended the dog to their railway mail service colleagues, and he became a nationwide mascot for nine years. Uh, he traveled over 140,000 miles in his lifetime as a mascot of the railway post office and the USPS. All right. Gotta get the backstory now. Oni belonged to a clerk at the Albany post office who would often come with him to work. He seemed to love the smell of mail bags and would sleep <laughs> on the bags. The clerk quit his job, but knew that Oni was happier at the post office. And so he started, uh, the, the whoever was carrying the mail bags that the dog was sleeping on just started taking the dog with him. He was considered to be good luck by postal railway clerks since no ra- train he rode on was ever in a wreck. <laughs> um, he was apparently a faithful guardian of mail clerks and would not allow anyone other than postal clerks to touch the bags. A children's book was written about him. Occasionally, like a cat, he would disappear for months and then turn up. In 1893, he was feared dead after having disappeared, but it turned out he was involved in an accident in Canada. So he began disappearing for longer and longer months, and the postal clerks back in Albany became concerned that people might not be able to find him. So they made him a dog tag that was like, if found, return to U.S. Mm -hmm. Postal Mm -hmm. Service, Albany, Mm -hmm. New York. And the railway post offices started adding their own dog tags to him, which is how he got this, like, Generalissimo level coat of metals. Is, my, my, one man, of, my man, my man looks like the dog you cough. Yeah, right? one of them <laughs> just is a spoon. Um, Oni received tags everywhere he went, and as he moved, they jingled like sleigh bells. His collection of tags grew so large that the United States Postmaster General was the one who gave him a coat to display them all. The mass became impossible for the small dog to carry, so the clerks would remove tags and forward them to Washington for safekeeping. One source suggests that 1,017 medals and tokens were bestowed upon the mascot. Hang on, I'm getting here. I'm getting here. I'm getting, I'm getting there. This dog, this dog, look it. The medals on this dog look like when you're making a movie and you want to like bring a, a chained up prisoner out in a way that is just comically like, oh, we can't ever let him get loose. So it's like mm-hmm. wrapped in, you know. That's what this dog looks like. Yeah, this this dog looks like one of those Instagram lifters who's like, yeah, bro, like nine thousand chains on my shoulders before I do this deadlift. Like, I feel like this dog should be about to be offered a spot in the Suicide Squad to get five years off his sentence. Well, funny you mentioned that because Oni was later oh, no. executed. What? <laughs> what? On the on the orders of a local postmaster. What? And after he attacked a U.S. marshal in Toledo. Hey, cab. <laughs> the post. Um, what? Right. Uh, on right. June 11th, 1897. Only, only one man ever got the drop on Raylan Givens. Here's the best <laughs> sentence in the Wikipedia. Oni's death made public that a gap existed between the workplace attitudes of U.S. postal clerks and their management. A commemorative silver spoon was commissioned by Cleveland, Ohio postal workers upon his death. Can a, I'm sorry, can a postmaster just have someone murked? He has been the main character in five hardcover books and one ebook titled Oni, Tales from the Rails. The book is narrated and the songs are performed by Trace Atkins. So that's that's the end of Oni the Railway Dog. I forget how I got there, but I went to, I, I just happened to glance at the C also, which at the bottom, which contains 
one of my favorite Wikipedia pages of all time, list of individual dogs. <laughs> I happened to glance across at the bottom there. Sergeant Stubby, a Boston Bull Terrier that is said to have captured a German spy, also on display at the Smithsonian. But then I saw Bob the Railway Dog, because of course there's an Australian of railway course, yeah. dog. And I just want to read you and the he, headings. And he killed the Martian. I just want to read you the headings from this Wikipedia page before we return to the preview. Life, accidents, bloodline, poem, collar, death, other bobs. <laughs> Paul, Paul Sorvino, may he rest in peace. Same exact Wikipedia. <laughs> like, my God, you're like, man, who, who, like that dog had to kill somebody. And the Australians were probably like, good on you, mate. Good job. Let other dogs snarl and fight and round the city prowl or render hideous the night with unmelodious howl. I have a cheery bark for all. No ties. My travels clog. I hear the whistle. That's the call for Bob, the driver's dog. I would how, die for this dog. How hellish must life have been for you to be like, I've been on a train with this dog three times and we didn't wreck. Therefore, the dog is lucky. <laughs> How train hellish! Action. Train accidents running were... mail service between New York and Ohio in the late 1800s. Uh huh. Train accidents used to be um, disturbingly common. Just like that was actually my grandfather's job. Mm -hmm. Like they were common enough. Wait, train my... accidents. What used to be your grandfather's? <laughs> no, job? no, no, no. Don't lie. Like not lying. He was. He worked for the LNN, and his job was to investigate wrecks. And this happened often enough. That it was a steady gig that he kept for 30 years. Dick That's... Wolf, Dick Wolf, where are you at? Make this show. <laughs> but yes, my grandfather worked as the guy who figured out train CSI. And yeah, and he worked train CSI, right? He worked like, uh, you know, CSI Radnor Yard. That what was basically the most his common gig. causes of train wreck. Train sucks. Train basically, yeah, like train sucks. <laughs> train um, sucks. Conductor drunk. Conduct, two yeah, options on the sheet. Conductor stupid is the big one up there, right? <laughs> like cause this just dumbass. has canasta. Yeah, yeah, but like that used that shit used to happen a lot. I like to imagine that there's a small community of people who watch the Denzel Washington vehicle Unstoppable. We're like, this is not how it works. None of this is accurate. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's impossible. Let me tell you. Wait, I has know trains. Denzel Washington been in two different train heist movies? What's the other one? Wasn't he in the Taking of Pelham 123 remake? Oh, yeah. That's true. The man clearly loves stealing trains. Denzel, do Money Train remake. Do it. Money Train. Money Train. Speaking of trains, that old lonesome train. Okay, I'm sorry. I've seen the Taking of Pelham 123, the mm -hmm. remake. I've never seen the original. This cast is... I would like to recommend you watch the original because the thesis is basically, oh, New York is a terrible place. Okay. New York is a terrible place. No one should live. Can we talk? Oh, okay. I forgot that Tony Scott directed this and now mm -hmm. it makes a lot more sense because yeah. this cast seems, this seems like a lot of acting for the Train Heist remake. For, for a movie that had Walter Matthau as its protagonist. Okay. Disrespecting well, Walter Matthau. Okay, so, Matthau. so Denzel Washington, John Travolta, we knew. Walter Matthau, James Gandolfini playing the mayor of New York, Robert mm -hmm. Shaw, John Turturro, Luis Guzman, Michael Rispoli. So I assume Shaw and Matthau are- Maria Bartiromo? Sure, yes. She plays the train. Ah. Amazing. Super. That's just, that seems like a lot. That's a lot of actor mm -hmm. for- 
Wait, so what's the train movie with Chris Pine? That's the one where the train. That's unstoppable. Can't, it's it's the, the yes, we can't stop the train. Okay. It's speed without a terrorist. Oh no! How dare you? Based on true events. Hey Ryan, there was this. There was a trivia question yesterday. What is the number of the bus in Speed? Two five two five. Thank you. Spencer acted like this wasn't common knowledge. Yeah, that's impressive. Because you can, because there are a bunch of good helicopter shots where you can Uh see it on the top of the bus. Yes. Well, Dennis Hopper says it to Keanu when he's on the phone with his muffin. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't think it was specific enough, and they didn't mention because they didn't specify whether it was the bus that blows up in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you know. Do you know why I get bored with Speed? Fuck you. I know. I've just. I know. Fuck I've just said you. I, what? I get bored you. with. I get bored with that movie because it involves the constant maintenance of maintenance of a, a thing. That's it. Like they have it, to stay. What do you mean the constant? They're not stopping get, and doing I oil very, changes on the fucking bus. I get, How dare you? I get very very bored and frustrated with movies that are like we ha- need a constant tension. Like I don't. You know what? Just blow it's shit the up. simplest what? possible. They premise. do constantly blow shit up. It's not enough. I don't know why it bugs me. It bugs me that they have to tend something during it. It just feels like a chore. Like, you man, waited they keep until it above we moved 60. in together before you disclosed this. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was like you know. I didn't say it was good. Just being honest. I know. I know. It, it's. It, I, I find that part of the movie man. tedious. It's a great script. It's the whole part of the movie. It's the movie. Yeah, it's the it's movie. not part of the movie. Yeah, I just it's get, the underlying no, element. This isn't cute. I just get kind of no, annoyed no, by it. No, no, no. This isn't cute. Calm I just down. get annoyed by it. Calm down. So, like I said. Just watch the elevator scene and then bail. Okay? Seriously. That's the movie for you. Movie's great. Oh, elevator scene's amazing. He can't identify the elevator scene. He doesn't even know which elevator scene we're talking about. <laughs> what movie? <laughs> huh? Blade 2. For what? I think Shorzy is boring because it's just about hockey. So, like I was saying. <laughs> coming ar- it's the coming along. It's the big 12. A sad train coming along the plains. <laughs> An hour and twenty-one minutes later, have we have Fuck. we shaken off everybody who actually wanted to hear about Big Twelve football? Steaming Guys, y'all, into the I'm plains. sorry if you. Speaking of which, listener, if you want to hop on now, off now, I got to tell you that the rest of this preview is very Spencer intensive. And and to be, be fair, if if you downloaded this thing, like I'd like to know what they have to say about Big Twelve football. That's a you thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's on yeah. you. That's at this point, that's on you. We're we're in a we're in a frog and a scorpion situation for going on like eight years now. So, so the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve. I think speed was boring. Built around <laughs> the notion that Texas will have Texas and then Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? The Bebop and Rocksteady will have this <laughs> steady. And ultimately replaceable cast of characters that they could just beat down and take turns dominating. Now, mm-hmm. that hasn't exactly been the story of the Big 12 salvage from the wreckage of the Big 8 and from the Southwest Conference. It, right? is mo- it, it is more or less worked that way for Oklahoma. It is not more or less worked that way it's for not, But fortunately, Texas is going to the SEC, which will be a much easier pull. What? So, yeah. Which would say... Well, listen. The biggest conference and the, the like, the biggest pull for the conference has been the Lone Star State, has which its flagship university is Texas. Texas is departing, right? What are we going to do about keeping our biggest market in play as the Big Twelve? And my answer is this: You don't have to worry about that because every single member of the Big Twelve is more Texan than the University of Texas. This is a stupid conceit, and you're stupid. Yes, all of them. <laughs> Like, so we've. I want to be clear. 
we, including me, have made Holly very frustrated on this show many times mm-hmm. with good cause. And I honestly don't know that we have ever done it to this degree. Mm-mm. Like, we've talked over her, we've ignored her, we've done all the shitty things you can do to a co-host on the show. No, I have never been madder than you, like, just tossing off speed as a boring it was the casual. It was the casualness of it. I swear to God, ever since he got a fucking turntable... Oh. <laughs> Christ. Would you like it better on Laserdisc, you piece of shit? I would. I would. Let's talk about Laserdisc. No, let's talk about the Big 12. Because the Big 12... I argue every single team is is more authentically Texan than Texas, right? Than the University of Texas. Admittedly, not hard to do. One of the critiques of the University of Texas is that being based in Austin, that they're soft, right? They're the fancy Texans. They're them, as the Aggies have said, tea sippers, which the Aggies, of course, already being in the SEC. But, you know, they, they managed to move away from all that and they got to avoid it. So at any rate, why, why, is, it, why is every single team, why is every single team more Texan, right? Baylor, so many reasons why Baylor is already more Texan than Texas, okay? Because, one, uh, people do actually go to games there, right? Scary Church. Scary Church is part of it. There's no Scary Church at the University of Texas in Austin. And that, to me, like, is an important part of the Texan experience is that Scary Church is involved. Also, diabetic bears. Texas never had a diabetic bear. Baylor has had multiple diabetic bears, right? Who were fed actual Dr. Pepper until shockingly recently, right? Like into the 21st century. So are we, they're still getting Dr. Pepper. Just it's not, it's quiet. Do you think they're really still, I think they're still doing it. Yes, absolutely. There's somebody who's like, I know we're not. No, Baylor is definitely going to stop doing bad shit just because they got caught. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like they're still definitely learned that. That's Mm -hmm. not on the bear either. I'm I'm equating the two. Yes. The bear's not gonna. Th- the bear's gonna be like, we're Dr. Pepper. I am Spencer Hall, and I am equating sexual assault cover-ups. No, with corn syrup no. To bears. You can reach me at four zero four. I so, think I think Baylor also has the thing that Texas wants the most, which is national property envy. Mm-hmm. Texas does not have a magnolia. Con- like, where is Texas's line and target? Fucking nowhere. No, they went, they, listen, I, I hate to gender this, but they went, they went in the other direction. They went in the dude's rock Elon vein direction. That's not going to their detriment. Like, that's not going to get you a hundred dollar markup on a KitchenAid mixer. It's just not. And that's success. If you that is get success a, by Texas's own terms. That's true. That's adding value. There's a reason the two biggest junior leagues in the state are in Dallas and Houston. Mm-hmm. Saying. So, Iowa State, they actually win football games. You know, and they actually farm. So yeah, that's next, right? Actually deal with like you wanna be you wanna be like the school of Texas, the real state of the heartland. Nope, that's Iowa State. Sorry. Kansas, again, they beat Texas. So until you get that claim out of the way, you're definitely more Texan, right? Kansas State, they play in a in a Texas high school stadium and are, are actually good at football. <laughs> so I would go ahead and say, Yeah, you're you're more Texan by default. Oklahoma State. I have never been at a place that wore more boots, all right, or loved fracking more. Better You're orange. Gonna, you can't Texas harder than Oklahoma State, Texas is, basically. So they're already holding the Big 12 down for the state of Texas, even though they're not in the state of Texas at all. And are indeed, I think most people think of them as Oklahoma heavy. Like Oklahoma light is actually Norman, 
right? But if you want Oklahoma heavy, you go to Stillwater. Oklahoma is the snack wells of Oklahoma, and Oklahoma <laughs> State is the little Debbie of Oklahoma. <laughs> Bring back snack well fudge rounds. <laughs> those little devil's food ones? Yeah. Those I are do like the, the implication here is that Oklahoma State has Texas too hard to be in the state of Texas. Yeah. Like the rest of Texas is like, God, you're ugh, this is too much. Yeah, you can't wear boots in the bathtub. Who says? <laughs> That's where the fish are. What? It, like, think about it. They had a Texan who was so big in Texas he couldn't stay in the state, right? Like, like who's more of a Texas billionaire than T Boone Pickens? Right? Even though he was from Oklahoma. Like, like there's nobody he was like he, just outsized, even for that class of person. What's what's more Texan? than a cowboy mascot who looks like he wants to fall asleep and not wake up. <laughs> who was inspired by a guy who's like blasted dynamite, like blasted holes with dynamite for a living. Like Pistol Pete looks like he constantly watches Dallas Cowboys games and is like, this goddamn roster, I swear to God, they're never going to put anybody. Jesus Christ. Also wears the same outfit no matter what profession they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. That That's Pistol Pete, right? Orthopedic, still got the boots and the spurs on. Also believed in open carry long before it was in vogue in Texas. Hey, I'm Pistol Pete. I'm going to be your OB today. Let's go. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I've got a three-word phrase that I need to insert at this time that Ryan has just inspired. Mm-hmm. Dana Holgerson, DDS. <laughs> I think you can get that experience by watching Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> no, that invites a sexual overtone to it, I'm not entirely comfortable with Son, be a dentist. <laughs> You'll have a talent for causing things pain. Are you singing a musical? I am. Yes, because yes. Steve Martin was in it. Please continue. That's, that's correct. <laughs> it was on HBO, <laughs> and it has a giant alien plant voiced by a member of the Four Tops. Yes. Next, uh, Texas Christian University. In the name they went on name alone. Texas Tech, I cannot think of a more powerful argument for why Texas Tech is actually the flagship university of the state of Texas than the University of Texas because Texas Tech recently invested $200 million in Texas Tech football. I will point this out. The most reliable piece of infrastructure in Lubbock is Mike's Jerky Place, which has reliably (laughs) produced jerky for over 20 years in the Lubbock metropolitan area. The power grid doesn't work, but you guys got dried beef. $200 million for Texas Tech football. Yes, the sunk cost fallacy is real. Let's go ahead and pile into it. All right. So Texas Tech definitely exuding Texas values. Uh, West Virginia, guns and pelts, baby. Guns and pelts. There's nothing to me that's far more Texan than actual Texas. And then you say, what about the four members coming up? Okay. We got four. We have four new members entering. Okay. Cincinnati. I'm just going to say it. It's the home of Chile. God damn it. Yeah, it's the home of Chile. Already done. Sorry. Next. Houston? Wait, are you skipping everything you wrote? We're way, we're deep in the clock. Listen, listen, you've edited it. You should be happy that he's doing this. Wait, 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 wait. This is the only reason I sat through all this was to get to the song. (laughs) And you're just fucking skipping them? (laughs) I could do them. This is this, Jason would never have let this happen. All right, we can listen. I what will do, do the song. What do you expect from a man who says speed has too much plot? Not much, clearly. <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus. Oh, there's too much to keep up with in speed. It's exhausting. It's it, You know what? It actually tracks in a number of areas. There are too many threads. Life. Too many threads to Speaking pull at. That. Seriously, he wrote all this stuff and you were just going to leave? You were just going to leave it? All Die right. Hard's a Christmas <laughs> movie because it's too emotionally complex for me to watch. You know what? While we're telling truths. <laughs> what? Go ahead. While we're telling truths, that's sort of true. I get very involved. <laughs> I can't really handle the emotional complexities of Die Hard. Stares at his phone for seven eighths of the movie. I don't know. I didn't really get it. <laughs> so, like I was saying, Houston, that's the real Texas. Do you even sweat or wrap, Austin? No, you don't. What we bring is real Texas humidity where you wish you had gills. Several varieties of natural disaster and a hundred year tradition of drinking over the counter cough syrup. Actual industry and people who do actual jobs. And real hootin' tootin' moron oil men with more money than hair. And traffic. God damn do we have traffic. Look at you nerds actually getting to a game. We forfeit games because we die in traffic. That's how real our arterial clog is. Do you even tumor, Texas? Nah, we didn't think so. The Dodge Houston... (laughs) That's the, that's the F1. We'll do that. One. That's we'll a great it. fade out. Yeah, we'll do it the next one. Did I do one of these for UCF? Oh, oh, listen. I hope you're going to use it, the same music. It would be weird if I did one with the exact same music for, uh, for UCF, right? That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Nothing's more Texas than Orlando, Florida. How? First of all, the entire city is an affront to God, and nothing's yeah! more Texan than that. It's filled with more scary churches. Really scary churches. The Big 12, if nothing else, is built on the concept of quarterbacks with fucked up names like Dax Yeti and Cannon Build-A-Bear and terrifying evangelical churches with nicer gyms than most NFL franchises. Plus, it's hot, it's landlocked, and it sucks. Orlando's just a huge rat-worshipping Super Waco. And to me, that's Big 12 as hell. Wait, did you skip the Cincinnati one or are you saving it to last? I'm going to save it to last. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird if I did one for BYU with the same music. Yeah, right? you couldn't possibly. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be really weird. Conceit sucks, but we're, it's going. <laughs> I hate this episode. It's not the destination, <laughs> but the journey. The Big 12's about mileage, boys. And no one, I mean no one, has been on the road longer or more pointlessly than BYU. For a big state with the biggest roads, you need a team that can travel 3,000 miles across the country to play a non-conference Thursday night game in front of Toledo for fun. BYU incinerates more dinosaurs than she's club in all the name of playing Coastal Carolina in a plague year in September. Plus, what's more Texas than packing too many snacks? BYU, we got snacks. I mean, he's no Marty Smith. I think that's my main takeaway from this segment. He's like Marty Smith if he'd been found face down in a canal after like three (laughs) days. So it'd be... We miss you, Ed Crowley, Poe. That's three. That's like, that's too many, right? Like, you wouldn't do one for like Cincinnati. Well, I I just, you know, I'm just confused at this point. See, the third time it's kind of tiresome. The fourth, I'm on it. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Cincinnati. We do football. We do chili, too. The football's better, last we checked. 
and the chili's so rowdy, it'll punch its way straight out of your ass. Some call us Cincy, but our friends call us the Bearcats. Why? Because we will hand you these big meaty paws, but we'll also give you cytomegalovirus at the same time. That's real. Real Texas. Cincinnati, Texas, that is. So, listener, I want you to think of Spencer as a video game character. <clears throat> and instead of, let's say, magic points, he has um, organization points. And he can only use so many of these in a day. Oh, I'm done, yeah. He doesn't have that many of them. And what that means is that Spencer used, t- he's tapped out. He has no organizational potion. He used it on this. And that means something else in his life that probably needed to get done didn't and won't. But it was a good, it was a good bit, right? It was a great bit. It was Better amazing. than speed, apparently. Mm. I didn't say that. <laughs> Both of them contained their own tedious tension. You're the Jason Patrick of this show. Like, God damn. I would say read the room, but if speed's too complicated, I don't think you can do that. You know, radical honesty isn't always the best. <laughs> Oh, we want honesty? <laughs> no, this is the Big 12 episode. What we will do is we will move on to something else. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lie and tell each other how pretty we are, and then we'll go back to our own homes and talk shit. <laughs> then we'll invite Cincy. <laughs> we'll, invite, we'll invite the real Texas. Cincinnati. There's only one thing I really want to happen in the Big 12 this season. What's that? In all seriousness. Hmm. I want Texas and Oklahoma to get absolutely jobbed by the refs at every turn. Yeah. Like, what what possible what possible reason do you have not to at this point? Like if I were let, let me pull up a schedule here. Let's see Oklahoma's schedule for uh the year. Things I should know but don't. So their first this is perfect. Their first conference game is a home game against Kansas State. If I'm a referee at that I am calling holding every time Oklahoma scores a touchdown. I don't care if I'm calling holding on the one yard line every time it happens. I don't care if I'm calling holding for five plays in a row. It's plausible enough that I can get away with it. And it's fucking funny. I see no disadvantage to this plan. Like, why not send Oklahoma and Texas off to the SEC as damaged by record and by psyche as you can? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, you know who's going to be making those calls? Beef Ref. Who's going to argue with him? Where's Beef Ref from? What's his deal? He's from Texas, and I think he actually like. So he's probably going to stick with the Big 12 after these guys go, so he also has nothing to lose in 2023 and beyond. That's correct. Right? So. Oh, he's not in. He's not a ref anymore. He's the coordinator of football officials for Conference USA. How did this happen? We got to bring him back. This I will say one you, last so, job. So, <laughs> so B Ref's name is Mike Defee, and his second Google result is the best article title I think you could have. Muscle and details lead to Mike Defee's mastery. Fuck yeah! <laughs> he took my life goal. God damn. <laughs> Did you just flex or something? Uh, yeah, I did. Just thinking about it. Muscle and details. I didn't say what kind. I didn't say what kind of beef ref I was. Let me tell you what the full cast is built on, brother. Muscle and details. Muscle and details. We could use some bleach. <laughs> the full cast. We could use some bleach.